Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Sue Shade, CIO at University of Michigan Hospitals and Health Centers. In this segment, Shade talks about the role staff engagement can play in changing a culture, what she believes are the key traits of a successful CIO, and why she chose to become an open book. We've gotten into this a little bit, but I did want to want to break down a little bit more, um, you know, your, your leadership style. And um, I, I know it is something that can't just be, uh, it's not like, here's me in a nutshell, but wanted to get your thoughts on um, things like, uh, you know, change management, that, which you've dealt with a lot in your career, and mm-hmm. maybe some, some of the lessons you've learned along the way for, for how to uh, facilitate change. Sure. So I assume you're talking about change, not so much change management associated with the project, which is huge when you're bringing in a new um, uh, EHR, uh, and you're talking more about culture change? Yeah, well, they're, they're both both pretty big, but I guess I would say um, more along the lines of culture change. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is <laughs> this takes time. One of the blog pieces I wrote in the past year was about, you know, the patient's and uh, that it takes time to make culture change, but you need to try to take it on. Um, I think it's important to establish your broad vision to share with people what your values and guiding principles are, something that I did pretty much day one with my team and I continue to reinforce. I think you do need to be patient and understand where people at, kind of take them where they're at. Um, I'm a fairly impatient person. I like to see change. I like to see results. Uh, one of my lines with my direct reports is, I don't want to be talking about this still in six months. And they know what that means is we need an action plan. We're not going to, you know, analysis, paralysis. We're not just going to spin and talk about this forever. We're going to figure out what the problem is, how we need to solve it, what changes we can make and implement them. Um, but still, you have to take your time and make sure that you've got people on board with you. But I think in some respects there's tremendous inertia in big organizations <laughs> and, um, and, and to an extent complacency um, about change. And the leader has to have a view of what's working well, what is not working so well, what are the gaps, what do you need to do to improve and, and, and start uh, early on working with the team along uh, that path. And is that something you've seen or experienced earlier in your career, things that, that made, made you said, like, okay, maybe that's not the way to approach things or, or the opposite? Well, you don't want to be a bull in a, in a tea shop if, if, if I've got the right metaphor there, um, and I probably can be at times. I, I think one of the key things I've learned is you really have to, you have to get people to a state of readiness for change. They have to... You know, in the change management theoretical models, they talk about um, people have to feel the pain. And until they see the problem and feel the pain, they're not going to want to make the change. That's important. You can't push things too far too fast. At the same time, you can't accept the just the way it is status quo complacency if, in fact, there are problems that you need to address and changes that need to be made. Right, and if we're talking about it in terms of, of project management, I'm sure that some of that also applies as far as, you know, making sure that there's, that uh, everyone is ready for, for the next step. Right. Yeah, when you talk about, we had a, when you talk about project, or change management, excuse me, for a major project, 
Um, and we had a very structured change management approach working with our implementation partner for the inpatient uh, implementation last year. And there's this whole curve, you know, that starts with early awareness of the changes that are coming. Um, and as you move up that curve to understand what the changes are, how it's going to impact you to the point of um, a level of buy-in and ownership and, and helping with the changes, uh, that takes time, but you kind of have a structured approach of engaging people uh, as you move up that change curve. Right. Now, as far as um, you know, the CIO role—that's something that that's ever evolving, and it's interesting to see. But what do you what do you feel are some of the uh, the traits that that a CIO needs to be successful right now? Um, as far as things like, you know, maybe that willingness to, to push the envelope and, or mm -hmm. maybe knowing when to push it and when mm -hmm. to hold back? <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. Um, in terms of traits, I think that CIOs have to be a good balancing combination of strategic and operational. And I think um, sometimes people just want to work in the strategy sphere level, yet if, if, you, if you are not running a... Um, effective department and don't have a team of people under you that you can count on to execute uh, and deal with all the day-to-day -day operations and the um, successful you know, major projects, you're not going to have the opportunity to, to work and think at the strategic level. So you've really got to have the skills um, in both those areas and you've got to have a strong team that can can really deliver in terms of the operations. Communication in in all manners is, is critical. Um, building the relationship with your peers is, you know, a must uh, and a requirement. I think transparency, being very open and transparent, proactive in your communication is key. You know, there's not there's not an area of the organization that doesn't have an IT dependency. And you want people to view you as a business partner that can work with them. You do not want people to say, I have no idea what's going on in IT. It's a big black box. And black box is a very common term you hear about IT organizations when you talk to people, um, whether it's the style of the CIO, the closeness of the entire team. It's just not a good place to be, and you've really got to um, make sure that you break that down. I think that uh, a continual learner is really important. Healthcare continues to change. Technology continues to change, both at a pretty rapid pace. Um, I think it's also um, important that you stay pretty grounded in um, the needs of the business, yet continually looking out there for what new technologies um, and innovations you can be bringing into the organization, not for technology's sake, but to solve real problems that the organization is addressing. Right. So it's a, it's a challenging role, but a fun one. Um, and as I tell my team, and I emphasize this all the time in terms of customer service, we need to view ourselves as part of the extended care team. We do not touch the patients directly but the people who do depend on the solutions and systems that we provide support every day. So passionate about healthcare, uh, what we do makes a difference in people's lives, and uh, we've got to make sure we're doing it well, we're doing it right, we're doing it in a safe way. Right, and, and another thing um, you know, about you in particular is that uh, you're somebody who uh, 
I guess you would say, um, well, well, brand yourself and put yourself out there. And I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that because I know that for a lot of people, something like writing a blog uh, is a scary proposition. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really a lot of transparency. And I wanted to talk about you know, what, what made you uh, want to do that and what hesitations you may have had. Sure. So it's funny because I mentioned to someone the other day and they go, you know, that's really cool. I kind of thought of doing that, but then I thought I'd have four, four things to write and then I would run out of ideas. <laughs> I don't think I ever worried about that because when I first start, when I first decided to do it, what I wanted to do was share my experiences and lessons. I figure with this many years in the business that I had something to contribute in that way as well, in the written form. I think I worried about whether I could write well enough, um, and I've, you know, I've kind of gotten in my groove with that. It's a discipline each week to publish a post. Um, there are times that I probably haven't given it enough and I'm not as satisfied with my post as other weeks. But as far as sharing and covering a lot of ground and having a lot of different topics, there's no end. Yeah. <laughs> I have a running list of topics that I, that I maintain as things strike me. Sometimes it's just what this week has happened that I have... Um, a lesson to share, and it's it's funny because um, oh, I think it would be about six weeks now, um, or maybe less than that. Racking my brain, what's my topic this week? Uh, I don't have anything yet. And as the week went on, I'm like, ah, I don't have anything yet. And then it came to me that I had the perfect topic, and it was sharing a very important lesson uh, about why we had to change our go live date pretty much at the last minute with our epic upgrade. And I titled that one Making the Tough Decisions. And I thought, I'm okay talking about this, sharing this as a lesson, and what did I you know, pull out of it? Uh, and that's the kind of thing that um, I get a lot of positive feedback on about my transparency and being willing to share those kinds of stories because people learn from them. Yeah, definitely. And I remember that one too. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that because that's something that – Sometimes even in an interview, we might ha- with a CIO, there's a little bit of hesitancy to talk about that, mm-hmm. but then they'll see that you know other people go through this too, and I think mm-hmm. that that's that is huge for people to see. Like, okay, Michigan is even <laughs> going to hold off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not. I you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing you have to be careful about. There was no blaming there. There was not like some fundamental problem that everybody should worry about. It was more what was the set of facts that we found ourselves with that had to lead me to make that call and then how we handled it Um, and, you know, apply that, you know, as a making the tough decision broad lesson to all sorts of situations. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.